Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles. On Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the Angler Chronicles Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Sergio, and good morning, world. I've got in studio Nia is here, Mr. Tony Williams with Bite on Fishing. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Good to be in studio. I also have our dear friend on location this morning, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing Universities. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. And also our, uh, what do we call it, the totem pole holder? Okay. <laughs> anyway, our dear friend uh, Andrew Mack on location. Again, he has a report. Yeah, he's always on location. Yeah, I know, man. He's on location. More <laughs> he's than on loco nation. Okay, well, listen. Um, let me put it this way. A um, little bit different, like than what we normally do. Usually, we get into a, a freshwater talk here. But Steve, like I said, is on location. He only has, only has limited time. So what I wanted to do is take advantage and let Steve introduce where he's at, what he's doing, etc. This morning. Go ahead, Steve. Well, where I'm at is not exactly a mystery location. Uh, certainly we discuss it many, many times uh, on the show, and you've been here many times, and that is Fisherman's Landing. Mm-hmm. And we're having uh, the event. The uh, it, Isn't it cool to be able to have events again? How about that? Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, we're having an event called Tackle Day, which is sort of the, the opposite time of year, you know, this the six-month interval from Day at the Docks. And, in fact, it, it retains the old original date of Day at the Docks from 30 years ago. And it's a little smaller event. It's not, it doesn't take up the entire parking lot at the landings. It just, just takes up uh, – people are already annoyed, though. It takes up about, uh, about maybe 25 or 30 parking spots. And that's enough to cause a bit of a snarl, but that's okay. <coughs> And um, we're going to be having uh, uh, seminars from uh, a couple of different people, one of whom will be me, and uh, as well as a variety of tackle manufacturers will will have their their booths, same as they would a day at the docks. Um, and it's just kind of going to kind of be a little bit more of a more of a hardcore fishing oriented event as opposed to day at the docks, which is. Uh, come on down. It's the waterfront, and get your face painted, and eat cotton candy, and oh yeah, there's a fishing boat here somewhere. This is this is very very much um, uh, fishing oriented, and um, so you know you should come you should come down if you can. Yeah, and gonna, uh, one of the nice it, things technically it's technically it's going to run 
nine to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way such things always go, um, number one, there's always people there, you know, uh, very early. And um, in fact, the, the tackle shop actually opens it, it, where they have the cash registers. <laughs> um, at, will open at six. But, the, you know, the outside booths theoretically, you know, won't be ready till 9, but but we know that people are going to be here, like, en masse by 7.30. So so we'll be ready for them. And um, uh, the, the big, big drawing is at 2.30. And I, I, I should add, I've already been warned, my, my seminar is at 1.30, and ordinarily they give, they give me an hour, and you know me, Sergio, an hour is barely enough. But uh, they've already warned me. But I have to be done at 2.15 because the big drawing, and you know, they always have a number of big drawings at, at, at this event, is going to be at 2.30. There you go. So just, uh, just to kind of give everybody sort of a, a, a mental time frame so they can uh, be there when they want to be there and get out of there when they want to. All right. Well, let me, let me just say something about today. Um, one of our favorite charities is Friends of Rollo, and they have a booth, okay, and they have something called Pick a Box. Okay, and that that's uh, really good. And so um, go check them out. Uh, it just starts with a twenty-five dollar donation. You select a box and win whatever's inside. And they have them loaded uh, up this year. Um, they have boxes that'll seventy-five dollars or one hundred and fifty. So it, you you, probably, you buy a box, and there's more than the value of that box inside. But you don't know what you're getting. But it, it's really good. And then all the money goes to help um, the Friends of Rollo uh, Foundation, and um, it, it's good stuff. It, it's just really, really good stuff, okay? So. And, and we, should, we should emphasize that. I love that. that that's really a, a cool feature. Um, you know, a lot of times they would, put, they would put stuff out, you know, like, oh, here's a bunch of jigs. Well, I, I don't like, the, I don't like those color, the color of those jigs, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, the, the jigs are great, but it's like they're not the exact perfect color. Well, People would then not buy them. Like, whoa, wait a minute. So now, you know, you, again, you pick that box, that, that 25 or that 75 or that, that $150 box, and it's just stuffed with merchandise. It's worth way more than that amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it may not be the exact perfect color jig. It's still a really good jig. Right. So that's that, that's kind of the thing that they did. Um, and... and we think that everybody knows, but not everybody does know, the Friends of Rollo Foundation, or as it's now formally known, Captain Rollo's Kids, um, they basically take kids fishing. I mean, that's the short, short version. Um, there's so many logistical headaches these days to, uh, to uh, getting kids off of land, onto a boat, you know, and hook them up with a fish. I mean, there's a million different little links in that chain. And they are absolute masters at cutting the red tape and getting the kids on the boat and getting the boat over on top of the fish and getting the kids to catch the fish. I mean, there's really nobody anywhere, um, at least in the United States that I've seen, that gets that many kids out that often. And they, you know, nobody always catches something. We all, we all know that doesn't happen. But uh, the percentages are really amazing, and they just keep on doing it. Uh, they have the information. I'm sure Mike will be there if you really want to know. 
Um, and they've taken probably several hundred thousand kids fishing over the years. It's really an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, and we, we know uh, Angler Chronicles does the Tuna Wars every year. Um, we actually donate the film uh, to bring awareness and uh, to go out and have some fun. Uh, we did the 100th kid going through the program. 100,000. I was going to say 100 kids. Yeah, 100,000. That must be you. Yeah, yeah, you, you snuck in there. Yeah, it was really, really good. So let me just uh, background. It's a great event going on today. It's called Tackle Day at Fisherman's Landing. It starts at 9 a.m., it'll go until 3 p.m. Huge tackle blowout, tons of tackle from. 20 to 60 percent off so it's one of the largest sales of the year you, you might want to get down there but the key is you know seminars raffles demonstrations from all the major corporations great stuff and make sure you stop by and pick up a captain rollo's pick a box and raffle today okay um good stuff uh for a good cause and you know uh i always bring it back to this ron and i when we got together and decided we were going to do anchor chronicles um, we said, you know, we want to want to be able to give back. And you had two retired guys, and um, we just said, you know, well, let's just give everything back. And that's what we've been able to do with Angler Chronicles. And uh, the Friends of Rollo is one of those charities that we, we love. We love the idea of bringing these kids, taking them outside. I, I was really amazed learning about Friends of Rollo, about how many kids live just 20 miles from the beach have never seen the ocean. And that's just not cool. Okay, so it's um, it's really nice, um, really really good. In fact, we're doing another charity event fundraiser tonight. I'll talk about that later on. Uh, Ron, myself, and Tony, and our significant others are going to be heading over to uh, San Clemente. We're going to do the Texas Hold'em, the Fish for Life event. We're going to raise some money for for the uh, for those kids as well. So. Um, love our charities, love what we're doing, okay? So all really, really good. So get down there to Fisherman's Landing today and go see Steve. Go say hello. All right, Steve, um, um, now bef before you go, and I know you, you knew this individual, uh, at least I think you knew him, okay? Uh, we lost a great bass fisherman and perhaps a greater person, Aaron Martins. Passed away. Uh, he lost his battle with um, uh, glioblastoma. It's called it's an aggressive type of cancer that can occur either in the brain or the spinal cord. And he was only 49 years of age. Um, he was truly one of the good ones, a very kind-hearted soul who will be missed by the entire fishing community. I just want to make sure that um, Angler Chronicles, we, we, we lift our prayers and our thoughts for his wife, Leslie, his children, and all his loved ones, and his mom, Carol. Um, perhaps one of the absolute best bass anglers to ever compete in tournaments, okay? Um, did you know Aaron? I did not know him well. I kind of knew him by association in the industry, and since I've, I, I'm not and have not been a, ba a tournament bass angler, mm -hmm. so I didn't, I didn't rub up against him, you know, directly. I actually... Uh, interacted fairly often with his mom who was you know sort of his informal manager and uh practice fishing partner etc mm -hmm. i actually remember a um an icast show a number of years ago i think probably the last time the icast show was in las vegas of course now it's in orlando every year but uh in the past it alternated in vegas and i was at some sort of an industry party 
and I was wearing a suit. <laughs> no way. Don't ask me why. I, I, I don't really remember why. I, I, I must have been angling for something, so to speak. You owned a suit? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Aaron and his mom had been out. They had taken some industry bigwig out on Lake Mead that day. And, of course, uh, at least at that time, Lake Mead was absolutely wide open on striped bass that were not too big. That were, like, you know, like maybe three to six pounds. You know, not nice eating size striped bass. So she shows up with two limits. Hers and Aaron, I guess, I guess the industry person got to take theirs. Two limits of striped bass, 20 striped bass at this party. And, it, you know, I mean, everybody's sort of, you know, uh, in party mode. And so here comes Carol. She shows up. She's still dressed for fishing. And she's got these 20 striped bass. And she's like, I am too tired to clean these. <laughs> Can anybody help me? And good old Steve uh, takes off his jacket, tucks his tie into his into his shirt, and fillets twenty striped bass in front of a, a whole room full of industry party goers. Oh my god! So that's that's kind of my that's kind of my uh, my my, uh, my fondest memory. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, for those of you who didn't have uh, a lot of knowledge, uh, in 1988 at Lake Casitas. Him and his mom made their debut. The rest is history. So rest in peace, dear friend. Tight lines. And um, we'll, we'll fish with you up there someday. All right, folks. This is Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, Anger Chronicles. That was for you, Cliff. We'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830.
Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AM830, KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And uh, I'll tell you what, is that good? You like the music? Okay, Ron's rocking out in here, so this is good. <laughs> That's, this is his favorite CD, so we, we decided to play his favorite CD. All right, Steve, listen, I know that you said you could hang out for a couple of uh, segments. I know you got to cut out at some point. Uh, and because uh, I know you got to go set up and get ready, so you just let us know when you got to go, okay? All right, yeah, around five thirty should be should be plenty of time. Okay. Well, I I've got a something. To, uh, Steve, you only have forty five minutes, so the over and under line now is fifty. You going to be able to make that? Um, I'm going to have to talk really fast. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they inform me of that, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking originally, like, oh good. Nobody's after me. I can go as long as I want. That was my original thought when I saw the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how nice. Nobody after me. Oh, but the big drawing is at, is at 2.30. Uh, and I know, I believe me, I know when that big drawing is going on, nobody is anywhere else except for right up front listening for their number. I, I get it. I know how that goes. All right. Well, let's, so so let's, if I'm not done, I'm going to be talking to myself anyway. So I might as well be done at the proper time. Okay. So let me just, uh, for all our listeners, get out there to Fisherman's Landing. Go see Steve. Go listen to his 45-minute uh, seminar. You'll learn something every time. Okay. And uh, it, it'll be good. All right. Um, let me do this right now. Let me, let me switch uh, gears here. And let me go to the freshwater segment like we always do. And I'm going to hand it over to Tony and to Andrew and uh, give us the 411. Okay, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, well, let's start with, uh, obviously, I mean, there's a lot of change in the weather right now. So that means uh, catfish is now converting over to trout when the trout, when the water gets uh, cool enough. All of the lakes are starting to stock pretty heavy. In fact, um, Mountain Lakes just had their first stocking of trout and uh, over the last week. And um, we went out and did some fishing there. It was absolutely phenomenal. The weather was perfect. The water was perfect. It was just one of those glass-perfect days. And, um, you know, it's still one of my favorite places to go. But we actually visited there for Halloween, and they have the Halloween event. So they shut down the entire campground, and all the kids get to do a little uh, trick-or-treating. So it's always a big event for the Halloween weekend. And then, um, you know, you can always catch a good amount. Now, Mountain Lakes is a membership uh, lake only, but you can go there and check out one of their tours and become a uh, um, kind of an honorary customer for the day. So go check it out. People are always asking me, how do you get, how do you get in? And, and that's one of the ways. But uh, they do heavy stocking once a week, and uh, they usually stock both lakes. They've got two lakes for both. Typically in the past, it was like a trout lake and a catfish lake. But now over the years, they've combined it, and so they've, they pretty much stock heavily between the two lakes all season. So it's really exciting because you can still catch catfish, you can still catch trout, and there's actually some monster bass that are being caught in there, four or five pounders. So it's, uh, it's turning into a nice bass fishery too. And that's nice because over the years, we haven't seen a lot of bass there, so people are starting to catch and release those, and uh, they're having a lot of fun. Um, moving over to Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme, my favorite, where I live. I love this place. In fact, there's a couple of big events going on today um, with the big Taco Fest. Taco Fest is uh, today from 1 o'clock to 6. Mm-hmm. It's going to be featured live music, bands. Um, they're even going to have some sort of uh, axe throwing, so you can really sharpen your axe and <laughs> see if you can get a target there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it should be fun. It's free and it's open to everyone. So it's got a um, bunch of different, uh, all you know, the different taco I, it, it places kinda, are there. It kind of goes with the theme. You know, um, Antonio, you were there a couple of weeks ago. We were at the Mariachi Fest. 
Okay. Uh, One of the coolest else. events I've ever been to. You know, I, I know it was the first year, and I, I hope all the powers that be are listening because it had to be the single most fun thing we've done all year mm -hmm. long uh, as far as get together. I had never. Total surprise. Total surprise. I want to thank Jonathan Oliver Skinner uh, for hosting us. Uh, it was just simply amazing. The entire city is always so accommodating uh, to Angler Chronicles, and we love them. We, we, in fact, you moved there, so you know we live there. Okay, <laughs> um, so I, I hope they they're planning on number two because it was simply out of sight. So much so that um, you know we have a in-house uh, <laughs> mariachi fanatic. Mm -hmm. That's Danny Jackson. Oh yeah. Okay. Danny oh, has always loved mariachis, and, and, he, and he said, you know, he saw the, the photos where we were sitting, and he goes, there's no way you guys were sitting there. I said, you know, I didn't expect it. Right. Okay, I thought we were right. going to be out in the stands. We were up in the front there, and, and we – okay, so, so how much fun did the Angler Chronicles crew have? I know this has never been done until that <laughs> night, but the Angler Chronicles <laughs> – uh, crew got a conga line started to mariachi music. You you follow that one. And See, we I've had everybody there. We had we had the mayor uh, yeah. Jim Sheridan. He was with us, you know, and his wife. And everybody's doing the conga line. Andrew, you were there. What did you think? Uh, it, it was definitely unexpected because you know as we were first trying to find our seats, you know, we we're looking around the, the stands, and then I remember the guy runs over, and goes. No, 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 you guys are Angler Chronicles. You come with me. And we're like, what? And then we start walking lower and lower and lower. And then we're on the field, and then we come around, and there's couches and the premium tables right there. And, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I think the, I think the best part was when uh, I, I was sitting there. I was dancing by myself, and Sergio did the, the famous, you know, the cast. And he hooked, and then he started reeling it in. And I was coming. <laughs> yeah, you were the fish. You were the fish. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Lake Elsinore, and I'm glad that uh, you brought that up, Tony, because this Sunday, and I'll let, um, well, not this Sunday, next week, and I'll let Danny talk a little bit more. We are going to be premiering the Dream Extreme episode that we just did. You know, um, Tony, uh, your bait's all over it. Uh, Ron did an amazing job there with Andrew, and even you too. I think you were at the way station yourself, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, doing some some really good stuff. And you guys will get be able to see this. I, I've seen the, 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 the rough cut. It is simply amazing. I, I Some of the aerials we have is just crazy. And we'll talk a little, like I said, talk a little more with Danny. But we love Lake Elsinore, and uh, I think you'll see it in this episode so not this weekend next weekend okay um you'll see the brand new episode of the dream extreme derby the eighth annual 2021 so yeah we love our lake elsinore okay so let me ask andrew andrew where are you at today uh well today i'm still at home or getting ready um but i have an event out there at yellow mart in uh in indio i'm doing a trout seminar out there Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's their first one ever uh, in Indio, so they're expecting a good crowd to come in. Um, and then, yeah, it should be a fun event. It goes from 9 to 12, uh, you know, just talking about fishing and then, uh, you know, everything else they got going on there. I know uh, Julian from D DVO, he'll be talking about Save uh, Lake Kauia. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, a kind of thing they're doing uh, to get Lake Kauia, you know, popular and all the stuff by the city because there's actually talks of them, you know, walking away from the lake and 
just making it, I guess, drinking water. But, you know, with all the uh, all the people around and all the anglers, they really fought to keep that lake on the map. And then, uh, you know, and then they continued to stock it, uh, which is good. So it sounds like, you know, they're doing a great job out there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we got to take care of our... Our bodies of water. All right, so um, Tony, you were at Lake Elsinore, and uh, you, you covered mountain lakes and Lake, and Lake Elsinore. What else you want to cover? Oh yeah, the uh, a lot of people have been asking me about the last stocking for Santa Ana River Lakes, and they just stocked their last big catfish stocking for the year. They're going to start stocking trout next week if the water is is uh, is uh, cool enough. And I think it's going to be on. It's going to be well, on. Let me ask you, Andrew and Steve. What 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 is the temperature of the water that is ideal for stocking trout? Anybody know? Uh, I believe it's, uh, they they look for sixty two degrees, sixty two to sixty three. Anything warmer, um, those fish they don't get acclimated and they actually turn sideways, and it's never good. So that's that's the ideal temperature, uh, like sixty two and below. Wait, wait, Ron, you want to say something? Uh, yeah, like up in Mammoth and stuff like that, the temperature is 56, 57 degrees. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. And, and I should add, although you don't hear much about it anymore, back in the day, uh, they did occasionally stock steelhead strain trout, mm-hmm. and they can tolerate a little warmer temperature than than regular your regular old rainbows. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, steelhead naturally, of course, kind of m- migrate upstream. Uh, in nature, and they may go through some pretty warm water on their way up. So they they can handle as high as 70 if they want to, but you don't hear a lot about steelhead strain trout being stocked anymore. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Um, What was it? Thursday, uh, Andrew and I went on the center console, uh, so I guess you could have you should have worked your magic there, Tony. Yeah. And you could have had some stocking done for us because the ocean water, the best that we could find was 61.8. <laughs> so I guess you could have stocked some trout, some sea trout. Okay. They do exist, by the way. They do. Anyway, have them. What, what, yeah. don't, what, don't they call them Dolly Pardons up in Alaska? Uh, not there, do- there's so many different things <laughs> that, that <laughs> fall under the label of sea trout. Mm-hmm. There's right. so many. Uh, classically, that's a fish caught back east in the Atlantic and in the Gulf, uh, also known as spotted weak fish. They generally right. call them trout back there. Um, I'm ashamed to say that way, way back, even Western Outdoor News used to report uh, out of places like San Diego Bay and, and Newport Bay that uh, people caught a whole bunch of sea trout. And I mean a lot. You know, they might have caught you know, 10 or more and kept them. Well, there are no there are no spotted weak fish in California. There are none, but so there is a fish that looks pretty much exactly like them, and everybody knew that what they really were, even though they were keeping them, were juvenile white sea bass. Mm. So luckily, that's in the distant past. And somebody says we used to catch sea trout in San Diego Bay. No, you never did. You caught small white sea bass, and now you have. They're not really an invasive species. But you do have the short fin corvina, which is another close relative. And unless you really know what you're looking for, they're not too easy to tell the difference from small white sea bass and or the only caught in the Atlantic Ocean uh, spotted weak fish. So there you go. Three different species that all look the same, uh, only one that you should keep. There you go. There you go. Okay, so... Having said that, let's go back. So now we know at, at least 62-degree water, 
and colder. Okay, so that's Santa Ana. Where did you say? Oh, Santa Ana River Lakes? That was going to be Tony. Yep, Santa Ana River Lakes is going to be stocking their first stocking coming up this Thursday. But as of uh, two days ago or three days ago, they were able to stock their last big stocking of catfish. Oh, very, very cool. All right, uh, let me switch over to Andrew. Andrew, you got any uh, other uh, um, other oh, lakes yeah. you want to cover? Oh, Let's, yeah. Right. Here it goes. So Santa Ana River Lakes, I know Tony didn't cover it. Um, I just talked to Craig, and it is confirmed this year they're going to have 20-pounders. Oh, so 20 nice. pounds are coming back. All right, leave, yeah. leave that cl- yeah. cliffhanger here because I've got to go to break and hear the music in the background. So we'll come back. We'll finish up with you, okay? And then I want to hear a little bit about the lobster adventures that uh, Tony's had this week. We're going to talk about uh, some of the surface fishing that's going on, talk about some of the rock fishing, a whole bunch of stuff. So hang on tight. This is Ducks Radio, AM830, KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Only the name will change. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AM 830. KLAA.
Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And, uh, Andrew, I know we were talking to you, but remember, six feet under the totem pole. Okay, so you're getting you're getting uh, outranked here. Let me go to Captain Rick Scott of the Oceanasi. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How is everybody? Good. I hope you got to tell me how you're doing. Are you on the water? We are on the water. We got 15 more miles to go, mm-hmm. and uh, sounds like the bluefin are biting. So. Yeah, uh, did you catch a bunch of blue When you got out of the harbor, did you turn left or did you turn right? We turned right. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going to get some of the, yeah, the bluefin have been pretty good. So, you know, uh, Rick, uh, yep. uh, we're excited because Ron and I are going to be with you on Wednesday. Do you still want us to come out or, or no? <laughs> Of course. Oh, very good, very good. Because let me let me tell you something, um, and, and we're going to make the announcement right here, Ron, so that everybody knows. Because Ron and I were talking about this on our drive here. We're going out to have fun. Okay, this is not an Angler Chronicles fishing school. We're not going to tie your knots. We're, we don't necessarily have to hook in hand. You know, this is Sergio and Ron going out fishing to have, like the old days. Remember, Ron? Get on a boat, and we just want to go out fishing. When we do that, obviously, the Ocean Odyssey is one of our favorite ones. I'm doing this twice this week, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to just going out, just chilling out. Now, you guys know, of course, that we'll, if you want to tie a hook, we'll tie a hook. and um, You know, it's, it's all good. But um, and we'll hook in hand as well. But Thank I'm looking for, for what's that? Talk up, lo- invite, talk a little louder, Ron. Thanks I don't. For the invite, Rick. There you go. Hey, uh, Leilani, uh, is Ron's mic up? Uh, talk again, Ron. Hello. There, oh, there you go. Is. There you go. Thanks okay. for the invite, Rick. There you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely. Oh, want, you're welcome. We're looking forward to it, and you know, this is. You only have one other opportunity for the rest of the year for people to go fishing with you. So it's this week. Uh, we leave Wednesday at 7 p.m. We'll be back Friday morning, the 12th. And then you have one that leaves the 12th and returns on yep. Sunday, the 14th. On the 14th. Right. And that yeah. one's but only... Unfortunately, the only ones, the only people that get an opportunity to go on that one are the people that are already on it. Because I don't think there's any room on there. I think it's already sold out. Uh, is it sold out? Already? Wow. Okay. And then, yeah. yeah, so there's a few spots for the one we're going on. So take advantage, okay? Uh, it's a great crew. Uh, we we love fishing with you, and I think it's evident in the fact that we're taking some time off with Ron just to go fishing, and we choose your boat. That's that's just telling you. Just I've telling had you. a tough week, Rick. I need it. That good. Come okay. on out, relax. You don't even have to fish. Just turn the phone off, go for a boat ride, eat some good food. You know, I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> I was too. Okay, and saying, you know what, Rick, scoot over, let me drive. Yeah. Okay, and, and 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 we'll go. You know. No. So uh, so talk to me. So uh, you're fishing bluefin. What area are you fishing now? Um, we're going out past the Tanner Bank, past the Cortez Bank, um, a little bit farther than that. Sounds like uh, we we've been in all week. So we had uh, my old buddy Steve Taft. He was out there yesterday and did pretty well. Uh, 30 to 80 pounders is what it sounds like. Uh, they're biting live bait pretty good. And uh, last night it sounds like they bit really good in the dark. So we're going to 
Okay, so, all day today, catch some, and then uh, probably fish all night tonight. All right, so just for those people that are going on trips here out of San Diego and they happen to turn right, because everybody asks me, oh, what should I take? What should I take? And you got to take everything right now because you guys make your decision that day. And sometimes as you're leaving the harbor, if you're going to go south or if you're going to go north, if you go south, you might be able to get away with lighter line. But if you go north, you don't you don't have that option. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, guys, if, if they're out there and there's 30 to 80 pounders, you need everything. Yeah, the bass ride's going to stay inside. The bass <laughs> ride's going to stay there. But I mean, this is a, a good time to bring a nice, solid, you know, 40 pound rig. Okay. Um, how's the bait? Is it small bait or bigger bait? Um, it's medium bait. We got really good bait last night. Um, so, yeah, we're telling people to, to, last night, we were telling everybody to rig up with a minimum 40. Um, there are, they are. He did get lots of bites yesterday on 30, but they were pretty unsuccessful at landing those fish. Um, they were, had a little better odds with the 40-pound test. And then, of course, at night you can go to the real heavy, 800-pound. What what size hook? That. But oh, whoa, whoa, that's a good one there. Um, two odd hooks, and uh, but you know, on a day and a half, unfortunately, this fish was a hundred and. About 111 miles, I think, last night when we uh, turned the point. So for day and a half trips, it's going to be kind of tough to, to get a lot of nighttime fishing in. Right. Um, we may get a little bit. With it getting er darker earlier now, that's going to help a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yeah, the clocks so, change on the... We will do, probably do a little bit. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, listen, yeah. it seems you got a plan. So so for everybody that's going with us on this trip, uh, leaving Wednesday, it'll be with Brian and I. I would highly recommend like um, maybe a 40, a 60, and an 80-pound rig, okay? Um, I'm still going to bring a lighter one just in case. You never know. Um, but I think 40 and 60 are yeah. probably going to be your go-to. If you really think about the line capacity, 50 is always better than 60. Uh, I mean, better than 40, not as good as 60, but you might get a bit better. Uh, fluorocarbon, I highly recommend. Um, make sure your fluorocarbon is new. Uh, this is one of the things I've been learning is that fluorocarbon also has a shelf life. Okay, and uh, like mon yeah, I think what I'll do is, is what Wednesday morning is I'll go ahead and do a tackle uh, suggestion for the on our Facebook and Instagram for the guys that are coming out because you know there has been some bluefin to the south. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit smaller. But along with that, there's some yellow kale mixed in. So on a day and a half, if it looks like, you know, it's, we're going to have a good chance of catching some bluefin, but also be able to catch some yellow tail, we may end up doing that on a day and a half. Okay. Rather than running all the way out here. Yeah, and then, so that, and as we get closer. Yeah, yeah, but do it Wednesday morning before we leave, because we're leaving yeah. right on noon, 1 o'clock, yeah. to head your way. Yeah, okay. I'll get that done. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get that done before people leave their houses so they know uh, or maybe even Tuesday evening and, and to let everybody know, you know, so. That would be awesome. Can, uh, bring right. the tackle. Yeah. Ron, you had a question? Uh, no, I just bring 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. You'll be great. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, yeah. Absolutely. All right. And uh, you recommend circle hooks? Oh, I do. For those bluefin circle hooks and uh, if we're going to fish the yellowtail, uh, J-hooks. Okay, and uh, circle hooks based on your bait, what size do you think is the, the key? Um, it looks like one-aught, two-aught should, should work just fine. 
Okay, excellent. Yeah, but we're, I'm going to try to stop by owner uh, before um, before your trip and pick some up and make sure that we we have all the right hooks. Okay, so all right. So okay. uh, and, uh, I, I would also say remember yeah. remember don't forget the fluorocarbon. Definitely bring that uh, forty pound, uh, fifty pound fluorocarbon. Yeah, and and also you know and, and and there is a difference, folks, between fluorocarbon and monofilament. I'm not saying you're not going to get bit on monofilament, but you will get bit better on fluorocarbon. And then on top of that, it's a little more abrasive resistance, so it's a little bit harder for the. I'm not saying it, that a bluefin can't chew through it, but it's a lot easier to chew through mono than it is uh, fluorocarbon for these fish. So, and if you don't believe me, try cutting your line with your teeth and watch your chips. <laughs> Why don't you chip a tooth? Okay. Uh, mono's a lot more supple. It's a little more softer. It's easier to cut. Um, and you'll see it. It's a little bit stiffer. A little bit of a secret right. here for everybody. And also, yeah. Also, sinkers. Bring, you might want to bring uh, a few sinkers. Um, okay. Look, looking at the weather, I would say probably six ounce, eight ounce. Okay. Um, it, it looks like the wind's going to pick up more. You may want to go 10 ounce. But. Okay. Um, for sinker rigs, you know, it sounds like they had some fish hanging around the boat yesterday for a while that would not bite. Um, maybe a sinker rig getting it down there. Yeah, in fact, I was going to recommend. Let me recommend this: um, when you go out fishing, I know everybody just wants to put a a six foot leader max. Okay, and I know, I know, fluorocarbon is expensive. Okay, uh, you, you put maybe six feet, you know, just so that you can clear uh, the cast without going through the knot. Uh, I found that if I put a lot more, okay, um, you know, just figure out how far you can cast a, 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 a fly line bait and put that much fluorocarbon, okay, and what happens is uh, fluorocarbon sinks while your spectra line floats. And so if your spectra floats and you only have six feet, your bait's not going to go very deep. You're going to help this bait go a little bit deeper. You'll be fishing probably four or five feet underwater with extra line versus on the surface. And that, that can make all the difference in the world. Okay, when you, uh, you see the chum go out, uh, most of the chum actually starts swimming down. Okay, um, yes, some will stay up top. That's when you see the boils. But uh, you will see uh, the chum go down. This helps them go down. So anyway, just, that's just a, a thought. So if you want to come out there, I think you're right, Ron. 20, 30, 40 to 60, and 80 to 100. Those three rigs, I think, are a must. All right, listen, uh, Captain Rick, I'm going to let you be because I know you're on the water. Um, you don't have a lot of trips to go. It's just ours. I guess that you have openings. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. Just want to let you know that uh, your one of your two episodes that are coming up this year are coming up here real soon for... Um, for the editing okay so in fact i believe we're putting out the dream extreme next week and then after that one it's going to be the alaska trip and then after that it's going to be your trip so it's looking good okay and everybody can see what we do on your boat and why we love it so much thank okay. you very much yeah okay uh, let me ask okay another who's cooking this uh wednesday we got dave Okay, so Ron, so remind me, please. We need to bring some peanut butter. Peanut cups. butter cups. Yep. Okay. 
I want. Does that mean we're gonna we're gonna want pizza? I tell them I'm gonna want the pizza, and I'm bringing the peanut butter. And guys, if you don't know what we do, is we take peanut butter cups, put them on top of the pizza, melts them, and it's the most amazing pizza I've ever had. I, I wasn't too crazy about the nuts last time, so they're, 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 okay, because you didn't have peanut butter cups. So we're bringing the peanut butter cups, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he does. I think he, instead of putting uh, pizza sauce on there, doesn't he drizzle it with uh, uh, syrup, chocolate syrup, and then puts the candy bars on there? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. But this this time maybe, we, maybe. We, we we talked about <laughs> peanut butter and maybe chocolate. put a little whipped cream. No, 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 no. See, no, no. no. You, you go back to the wheelhouse and let Dave in the in the galley. We got Dave set up. All right, listen, Rick. Uh, give out all the information for the Ocean Odyssey, please. Uh, OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Um, if you want to try to get on those trips, um, Wednesday, I think we have a couple spots left, or on Friday. Um, you can get on the standby list. If somebody happens to back out, uh, you'll automatically get an email letting you know that there's an open spot. Yeah, so OceanOdysseyFishing.com, or if you want to talk to Dina, you can call her at 619-889-4535, and she is also already taking charter dates for next year. She's actually got quite a few, which doesn't usually happen this time of the year. Mm -hmm. So if you've uh, got some dates that you would like, you might want to try to get a hold of her during the week next week. And uh, get those dates secure before they get taken up. Yeah, we we'll okay. make sure that Ron. Yeah, absolutely, Ron. Because we, we do we do three trips with you. We do two one and a half days and one two and a half day, and so we make sure that we get that taken care of. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, yep, my yep. friend. And uh, I would I would assume next year we're going to make sure that one of them is on Ron's birthday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was so bummed out, dude. He was so bummed out. That's okay, guys. Okay, but, uh, yeah, they will make it. Yeah, Doug's birthday. Doug's birthday. <laughs> Dougie. We're going to have to call him Dougie. Okay, yeah, Dougie. All right, brother, listen, you have a great trip. Please find him so that we can continue it on Wednesday. I'll see you Wednesday. Okay, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and we'll bring the whole arsenal, Okay. Right on. I look forward to it, too. Can't wait. All right. Take care, Rick, and thank you so much, Captain okay. Rick Scott. Ocean Odyssey out of H&M Landing. I love the, those uh, talking to Rick all the time. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right, Ron, Everybody ready? have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, you ready? I'm ready. All My right. stuff's already clean, ready to go. All right. Yeah, mine, too. All right. Well, let me let me, let me, let me go back, <laughs> and as you see, we, we climb up and down the totem pole. I was going to go down to the totem pole six feet under. I just music. want to, you well, understand your ranking, Andrew. The music came. Well, he's so got the a, music he's got actually overrides you. So here we go. Andrew, <laughs> hold on. This is Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. 
The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, this is Jacob Silverberg, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Ducks Radio AM 830 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And you know, uh, during the break, Ron's trying to push for a two foot under, and I keep insisting it's six feet under. Um, uh, I'm trying to get you a raise, bud. Almost there. Yeah, I know, but you know, you know, we, we got a chance. He got a chance to go out fishing with me, and I'm thinking, you know, the young buck is going to come up and try to take the old, the old guy's title. Um, how'd it go on uh, on Thursday for you? Oh, good. You know, it would have been nice if, you know, they would have stopped with the trout. Um, you know, it was still tough. But let me but just got, say got this. Good a lot of laughs, though. That was fun. Who still is the master? Uh, yeah, huh? Tony yeah. Williams. You I can did. say Ron Hobbs. It's okay. Tony no, Williams. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this thing was settled really quick, really quick. Anyway, so, yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. It was a tough fishing, but uh, we did get some fish, and was, it was kind of fun. We did have fun, and I have not seen that ocean so calm in a long, long time. Um, even mm -hmm. Tony, you would have loved it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was calm. Um, not too breezy, huh? And, no, it wasn't bad at all. And how about that 10-pound? Do you want to talk about that 10-pound test, Fish? Yeah, so, you know, we, we you were just talking about it at a, at the meeting there about, you know, 10-pound, how strong it is. You know, you got people looking around like, oh, I only use 20 only. But, you know, when, when, you, when you hook that halibut and, I mean, the pool, and as we're doing circles with the boat to try to, you know, maneuver it and try to get this fish free from the bottom and, I mean, that 10-pound was not snapping at all. It was like, I mean, it, it looked like you had 30-pound on there the way you were pulling. And, I mean, <laughs> I was surprised how strong it was. Yeah, so, so what happened is we were in about uh, 30 to 40 feet of water on top of this rock, and so uh, there's a lot of lobster traps there, okay? And, you know, threw a little hookup bait down below on my 10-pound. Usually I use that in the bay, but I had it with me. I, you know what happened? We had, I had busted off. I have mm. never busted off so many times this trip. I don't know how many hookup baits I left in the bottom of the ocean, how many hooks I left in the bottom of the ocean, weights, everything. It was just not my day. But anyway, um, so I had this. We were going in. I stopped short at my last spot I like to try. And we, we, I went down with that uh, small hookup bait. And got bit almost instantly. And um, based on the way it was fighting Andrew, that had to be a big halibut. Um, 
Yeah, it has to be. My Head rod, yeah, my rod was bent over. I mean, my little fishing syndic at the XL, um, man, that thing looked like a U, the letter U. Okay, um, hmm. it, it was it was bent. And again, I was only using ten pound test. I think the fact that the leader was really short because I, I, I lost so many baits that the leader kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I think I had a foot left, twelve inch leader. Okay, and um, it that fish took it and wrapped me around the rope. Remember, and the rope yeah. of one of the um, the lobster pots. Now these are commercial lobster pots. They're not the hoops. Had right. it been the hoops, it'd be a lot easier for us to handle. But these have industrial size uh, everything, and they're actually cages, and you can't move them. But a couple. I mean, so we we played with this fish for about 10, 15 minutes, maybe five times around the lobster pot. Uh, trying yeah, to get it free, <laughs> and, and ten pound held, and, and, and I always said, you know, ten pound is strong. It, it, it's really hard for ten pound to really break. Um, to break line, it's got to be a very sharp impact, uh, sharp pull, okay, or it's pulling so hard it starts to stretch, stretch, stretch until it goes. If your drag is set correctly, and um, you don't high stick it. You don't drop your rod at the same time. Ten pound is very workable, okay? Very, very workable. I don't know that I'd put it to a, a, a bluefin, and the only reason is because of the teeth. If people forget, bluefin do have teeth, and um, they'll hurt you. But you know, a yellowtail, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't hesitate giving a ten pound test. Okay, yellowtail, white sea bass, they don't really have teeth. They have the the, the, the little. It's almost like sandpaper. You know what I'm saying? So um, it, it it depends on the fish. And what you're on, but I'm you know that halibut is still there, and um, I will go searching for Mister uh, Ten Pound Halibut there soon. <laughs> we left him there. Twenty-five pound hook of bait. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so um, Andrew, you wanted to finish up on a couple of lakes, so why don't you go ahead and do that? Yeah. So again, uh, let's touch base with Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, it is confirmed uh, that there is uh, twenty pound trout coming in this season. Um, I know it's been a lot of years uh, with that, and the price of these fish have, <laughs> I would say, times 10 what they used to be. Um, but they finally have some available. Uh, I know that uh, that Craig said they, you know, they have another. Uh, they basically secured all the big fish again for this year for Mount Lassen. Um, so that's, that's going to be. And another thing, uh, they're bringing back the derbies. I remember uh, because of COVID, they couldn't have derbies. Um, so now they're going to bring back uh, the trout derbies, um, you know, with special restrictions still. Um, but they are available to do the to do the derbies now, so that's really good news. Um, now, I know Tony touched base with Mountain Lakes a little bit. Uh, the thing that happened uh, this week with Mountain Lakes was the stock uh, was actually canceled. Um, they've been having some issues with warmer water uh, on the lower lake, which a lot of the fish uh, last week actually turned sideways. Um, you know, it was above that 62 degrees. So what they're um, – I've, I've been told a couple things. Uh, they said that they might hold off until December to stock. And then I've heard that they are just uh, holding off uh, this week, and then next week they're bringing fish again. So we'll see. I think it's all depend on uh, uh, on the temperature of the water uh, to make that decision. Right. Um, now, as we're going down, going down the line here, uh, Orange County. Uh, so you have uh, uh, let's see, uh, Irvine Lake and uh, Irvine Regional, Mile Square Park, all those good stuff. Uh, they're actually starting their trout season uh, November 29th. Uh, I believe they're going to be stocking again from the Idaho uh, uh, hatchery like they were last year. 
Um, so I posted, you know, all the dates uh, for those lakes on uh, on the Max Fish Report. Um, and then you have Riverside County, uh, Lake Skinner, Rancho Harupa, Lake Cahuilla. Uh Their trout season starts November 30th, um, and then they're stocking, uh, looks like, every two weeks. Uh, it's sometime, or it's actually like a week, and then they skip a week, and then they, every two weeks. So, you know, again, all those dates are posted there. Uh, Diamond Valley Lake, uh, their trout opener is November 9th. Uh, so they'll be stocking, I believe it's on Tuesday, fishing for Wednesday. Um, they're doing, uh, you know, a few thousand pounds of fish. Uh, most likely they'll probably throw in the lightning trout. I know they haven't announced that yet, but they usually do every stock when they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Little Lake over there in Hemet. Uh, they're also going to stock trout the same day since they, uh, since they share the lake. I mean, since they share the truck over there. Um, and then you go down to, uh, let's see, uh, San Diego Lakes, uh, like Lake Jennings. Uh, they're starting uh, November 15th. And then uh, you have, uh, um, uh, like, Lake Wolford, Dixon Lake. Uh, I talked to the ranger there at the ranger station. Um, they're scheduled, their trout opener, uh, December 11th. So, I mean, all this month, pretty much, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of lakes are getting their trout. Um, I know that the uh, the Sierras uh, uh, pretty much closed. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I uh, remember um, we had, uh, right. what's his name, uh, Ben. He was up there last week for the closure. Well, listen, I got about a minute left, so um, I got to cut you off on that one before we go to break. Okay. But before we go anywhere, okay, I'm, I'm sending this particular shout-out to some, uh, somebody who we really love here at Angler Chronicles. So um, I think you'll figure it out. Uh, it, it's a musical shout out. Okay, let's see. What do you think? There. Uh... Yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little guy that lived on a farm. Yeah, yeah. Not about me. Blue. <laughs> All right, Mike Blue. We know you're out there in uh, Arizona. Okay. Uh, that was a little fun for you. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if he joins us for Wednesday, I'm going to do that to him. I'm going to bring that in a... We need to bring music to these trips, okay? Yeah. Anyway, Andrew, I just I didn't want to shut, shut you up because I, I guess we're going to the break here real shortly. But it looks like the trout season is on, boys, right? It's going on. It's right. starting to get on. All right, everybody, Get your gear ready. Everybody hold on when we come back on the flip side. We're going to have none other than the sheriff himself. He's going to come gunslinging, jig-slinging. He's going to be talking, <laughs> and I'm going to be listening. How about you, Tony? Absolutely. I okay. love him, Danny. And uh, Andrew, remember that totem pole? Danny Jackson Four is... Four feet, right? Yeah, but D- Danny Jackson is very high on the totem pole. Just saying. Just saying. All right, he, folks. He's, he's pretty high. He's high, yeah. All right, folks. It's Ducks Radio, AMA 30K, LA. Ever number one's in the books. We'll come back with our number two and the sheriff on Angler Chronicles. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we got to bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we got to strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Ducks Radio AMA 30, KLAA. 
Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Your flagship station for Anaheim Ducks hockey. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. You're in Ducks Radio, AMA 30K LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And you know what? When you hear this song, you know it means one thing and one thing only. The Jigslinger, the man himself, the man with a plan. The man that'll take the AC defiance out and maybe bring it in. We never know. All right, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the Jigslinger himself, the surface iron king. Mr. Danny Jackson. How's that, Jackson? <laughs> well, let me tell you, if I do take the uh, Freedom Bowl Club defiance out, I do hope I bring it back. Well, <laughs> I figured maybe you could just disappear and go and never come back. Oh, I, I, I just sure go hope fishing. not. No, oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're getting at. Well, good morning, Serge and Ron and Pony and Andrew. And I guess Steve is busy in San Diego there fishing this landing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Sir, Ben, Sir I didn't mention, Ben is in North Carolina. Yeah. He had to do some traveling, so yeah. All right. North Carolina, okay, neat place. I've been there, bluefin fishing, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. uh, back in the day. Anyway, you mentioned the mariachi uh, uh, when you opened the show there. You know, I, I did miss this year's, and uh, I don't plan to miss again. You know, I, I grew up listening to mariachi music, but fishing in Mexico with my dad, and I've been fascinated. I don't speak the language, but I'm fascinated uh, by that music. So anyway, next year, I hope they have that again. And uh, just real quick, I want to say, you know, Andrew mentioned uh, the need for cold water on, on these uh, paid fish lakes. You know, I, I worked for Irvine Lake, as you know, many years as a videographer, and their, one of their openers, trout openers, we had to put it off until thanksgiving that's how warm the water was because these trout if, if the, the temperature isn't correct these trout will roll and you don't want to lose thousands of pounds of trout right out of the gate so so it's very i'm, I'm just glad to see them the stocking start up now as tony was and andrew was telling us about so it's all good now uh with all that said you know you were talking about uh, charities earlier and I'm going to get to our, our episode for tomorrow, which is just one more of them. Uh, you know, I just made a list of some, of some of these. You tell me what I'm missing. Let me go down this list here. You know, when we first started uh, Anger Chronicle Sergio, charities uh, was one of the things that, especially for the children, that you wanted to uh, really enhance, and Ron Hobbs as well, of course. But uh, we started off, remember, we did Fish for Life out of uh, – of 
Dana, Dana Wharf, Wharf there, you know, aboard the Dana Pride. Uh, Fisher of uh, Fishers of Men casting for souls, a shoe giveaway. We've done many of those. We've done many of the Olive Crest uh, charities uh, episodes for that. Kids of Rollo, Fireman's Fish Off for the for the Grossman's Burn Center, Heroes on the Water. Remember we did that one in yep. San Diego. Jimmy O Classic, and mm-hmm. uh, again on the Dana Pride. You know they do that one every year. So we. Maybe I'm missing something, but you know, charities is a big deal at Angler Carnicles, and that's why Fish I'm for Life. So did you mention proud. Fish for Life? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, that was one of the first ones we okay. did, right. and uh, yeah, yeah, with Jim Holden. So we're right. re- really good, and and I, you know, it just makes me proud to be able to to help these guys, you know, because everybody's trying to do something, for, especially uh, like I say for the children and and uh, and all of that. Now. Uh, before I get to tomorrow's show, I want to talk about real, this real quick. A week from tomorrow's show, the 14th. I know. I uh, teased it yeah. already. I teased it already. I, I know. And that's, and that's fine. That's fine. It, it, we don't want to, It's not a secret. We want the word out. Um, the Lake Elsinore 8th Annual Dream Extreme Derby, we will be running it five times beginning the 14th. You know, once again, John Simpson has spoiled us, uh, Sergio, on on his editing, on the shooting and editing. I'm just finishing up today the closed captioning and the graphics for that one. I do a little bit of voiceover. I'm the one, I'm the last one that handles it before it goes to Bally. And so it, it will air. So with all that, Sergio, let's get to tomorrow's episode. I'd, I'd like to talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, called uh, Operation Anna Kappa 100. It's, uh, a ch- again, another charity called Anglers Anonymous, who cares for veterans who really don't get a chance very often to go fishing. Uh, and guess what? Next week, uh, Thursday, November 11th, is Veterans Day. So I was And, and if I'm not mistaken, it's also the Marine Corps birthday, isn't it? November 11th, I believe so. No? I don't know anything about the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know, but I, uh, they celebrate yeah. all November. Tony says no, but you yeah, know the Marine. I know. I, you know, I, all right, look I it just, up, Tony. Look it up. Google it, Tony. Google it. Marine. No, you're right. You're what? right. I don't remember the exact date. You know, I, I always Google. joke Oh, about November 10th. November 10th? Right. Okay, so I knew, I knew it was right next well, to there you go. It's the Marine Corps birthday, right. Okay, yeah. Hoorah! Well, you know, of course... I was in the Navy, as you know. Of course, we always had that fun, fun ride. Yeah, really they did all the hard rivalry. work for you. They did all the hard work for well, you. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I made a post there on one of your, um, uh, and then a reply to one of your posts, and um, I I served on an amphibious, amphibious assault group in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and our job was to land the Marines. And yes, you're right. They are the ones with the tough job. We landed the Marines, and we got the heck out of there. Right. But the Marines had to go uh, the other way, and um, no, it was it was. You by sea, a... me by land. How's that? Because you were Navy, yeah, I was exactly. Army, and our dear friends. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. let's um, let's go back. You're absolutely right. Anacapa, Anacapa 100. I'm trying to remember, Ron. Were you with me on that one, or was it Tony? Tony the was one up for up in. Uh, we were on the gentleman. Yeah, I w- that was me. That was you, yeah. and then we were able to go up. John there. and Tony was there as well. Tony, Tony filmed and Tony, it. And, yes. I mean, John filmed it. John filmed it, and Tony yeah. came out. Yeah, we had a really good time right. on that. 
Okay, really good time. So, yeah, it, you, you guys were aboard the gentleman out of Cisco's there in Oxnard, and uh, you took actually 120, there was four boats involved, mm -hmm. 120 veterans to a really great day of fishing. It's really a good episode. It's bottom fishing, uh, rock fishing, I should say. Uh, even though it's titled Anacapa, the skipper took you guys down south of Oxnard, a place he called Harrison's. I don't think I've ever fished it, but boy, it was fishy. And uh, so anyway, that's what's going to air t tomorrow, uh, starting at 8.30 on Valley, Valley Sports West. 8 o'clock, you'll get one last look at Zamar Palace at mm -hmm. Cedars Island. And then uh, Anacapa 100 uh, at 8.30. And yeah, I, I just looking at the list of episodes we have coming up, of course, Dream Extreme Derby a, a week from tomorrow. Salmon Falls at Ketchikan. You mentioned the Ocean Odyssey. That's coming up. Freedom Boat Club. Fireman's Fish Off. Cedros. Another Ocean Odyssey. East Cape. Long Beach Sport Fishing Special, which we haven't shot yet, but we will. Mm -hmm. El Dorado uh, Captain's Competition. It's in the, uh, we're thinking about doing that one. So there's a lot of episodes, you know, Sergio, and I'm just proud to be a part of it. Glad to be uh, glad to be able to help, Serge. No, no, it, it, it's always great to have you uh, involved because there's always something. There's always something, and I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. We, we have that episode coming up. We're also going to be doing some other episodes. Uh, like I said, um, it's just a ton. I think 10 or 11 episodes are coming here. So everybody get ready right. and get, get ready. Okay. All right, Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all good. Um, looking forward to get on the water with you here real shortly. Okay. Yes, and, indeed. Looking forward to it. And then I just want to make sure that um, all the powers that be at Lake Elsner just heard that the the sheriff himself is requesting uh, that they have another mariachi night next year so that he can attend. Yes. And yes, we, please. And, and, and when you request, we listen. Do you remember we had gone to Cedros and we were coming back from Cedros? We stopped in Ensenada to have lunch. Oh yeah, at Guadalajara. In Ensenada. Oh, that was so much. And I hired, and I, hired I hired, I hired. There was a, what was it, like ten of them in there. It was yeah, a big, big mariachi. Yeah, it was, it was it fun. Was a big group. Yeah. Yeah. So I never. And, and you got them to play. You got them to play my favorite song, Cielito Lindo. Cielito Lindo. Yeah, I love that I one. I love that song. And I sang <laughs> I it for you, one. too. And I get up there and I sing. Yes, you did. <laughs> yep, yes, yep. you did. I first heard that song when I think I was a, about nine years old in the fourth grade. And, and I've thought about it ever since. So anyway, <laughs> Excellent. it's all good, Sergio. All right. You take care and we'll talk to you real soon. Okay, bud? Okay, you guys have a great weekend, everybody. All, all right, Danny. Thank you, Danny. All right. Well, let me uh, let me welcome to the show... I guess his alarm is always his alarm always goes off. I think at six a.m. Is that huh? The big O, the big O, the big O. Ooh, I, we probably shouldn't say the big. No, o. you're right. You know, if we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're still asleep. We haven't woke. The medium O. Yeah, you know, and uh, I know he gets on here just to rouse Steve. Okay, from, I know. Uh, Ice uh, baby from Long Beach. Yeah, from Long Beach sport fishing, but. Yeah, I know Steve's waiting to call in, so you leave him alone, Oliver. That's the alarm that goes off. Right. When I when I get that notification that Steve's gonna come on the show, I mean, you know, I just wake up and get going. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I got the song. I got the song ready. We'll mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You gotta and leave him alone. No messing with Steve. Okay, especially since you know I'm gonna You're be right, on the boat. Especially since I'm gonna be on the El Dorado on Sunday night. 
Okay. So you're we'll, right. I, I did promise him I wasn't ever going to do that to him again, and I'm not. Very uh, good. I just happened to uh, I just happened to wake up today. That's all. Okay, very good. Well, listen, I was just saying where we're going. Uh, we're, we have another trip. We, we talked about the one Wednesday, Ron, and then I'm going to take uh, the Angler. This is a school, the Angler Chronicle School, out uh, leaving this Sunday night. And we'll do a day and a half over to Nicholas Island. I love that. Mm. And, guys, just remember that before you know it, January 1st will be here. And then you won't be able to keep any rockfish for a couple of months. Right. So it's a good time to load up. I know the, you know that it's a more exciting to catch a 30-, 40-pound tuna. But the yield is different. This is flaky white meat, really tasty stuff. Um, it goes very well. Okay. Very well on a plate. Okay, so um, good time to go load up. There's been some yellowtail and white sea bass in the count as well. So looking forward to it. All right, everybody just hang out. A um, couple things I want to talk about. One of them is about carb, okay? And I want to do, um, let me see if I got time here to do a very, very quick shout out here to... Oh, to Josh from Shooter's Bar in Huntington Beach. Josh, do me a favor. Listen to Don and Lucci and go fishing. All right. Everybody, just hang on tight. This is Ducks Radio, AM830KLAA. Angler Chronicles will be right back. Hi, this is Adam Henrique, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme, Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Our cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, this is Adam Henrique, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. One, two, three. Yeah, this is Ducks Radio AM 830 KLAA. Remember, we're just a band out of Boston. Remember, <laughs> we're just a band out of Boston. You don't like that? That's that's what came in my head. This isn't Boston. I know, but I'm just a band out of Boston. Oh, okay. Out of Boston. Yeah. All right. Let me um, let me bring everybody back. Right now, I've got Andrew and Oliver. There are satellites out there, and I've got uh, mm-hmm. I've got uh, Mia, who's here. Mr. Tony, 
Mr. Tony. I like Mr. Tony. Just Mr. That's Tony. Mr. That's Mr. Tony fine. to you, Andrew. Okay, Tony Williams, <laughs> Bite on Fishing, and Ron Homs, the director of the uh, fishing schools, the Angler Chronicles fishing schools. Okay, so let's uh, bring on now our dear friend, Mr. Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Steve. And, and listen, he's been warned not to bother you, okay? Oh, good morning, guys. It's all good. It's all in fun. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I don't think you can hear me, but good morning, people. Okay, you guys are not here. Not, not okay, you guys. Uh, when we get too many callers, we we have problems with the lines. But listen, it's all good. You got, he said good morning. Each of you said good morning to each other, so that's good. Now we're done. Done. Very good. Done. Yeah, no music. That was good. No ice, ice baby. That's good. Okay. You know, so Steve, let, let me. Okay. Steve, bring us the word to your mother. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you who know. Okay, no. All right, Steve, look, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, I was, I'm glad you're calling in today because I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, uh, we're on the El Dorado uh, on on Sunday night. It's an Angler Chronicles sold out school, guys. I'm sorry, uh, but I need a re- we need a good report on the El Dorado. I know them doing really really good, so that we can prepare what to bring with us. Yeah, it's been really good, guys. Uh, fishing San Nick. We're like like I mentioned last week. We're on San Nick schedule, weather permitting, of course. It's been really good on those big jumbo quality rockfish, lingcod, sheephead. Um, big jumbo whitefish also in the morning. Um, little word of advice, guys, if you guys like to fish the sheephead, bring some shrimp. Bring that head on, shell on, shrimp. They love the shrimp. The guys bringing the shrimp are loading up, you know, sometimes getting limits of those big sheepheads. So bring well, some let shrimp, me ask guys. you a question. Right next to you, you have a little restaurant <clears throat> market. Do they have shrimp there? Do you know? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But it might be a little little less pricey if you hit one of the little markets there. Okay. You know, it's a little, little pricey at the landing, of course, the okay. fish market. But, you know, that's that's my advice for your trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect, perfect. But it's been good. It's been good. Uh, let me mention real quick, uh, the El Dorado, we're doing it again, guys. Tonight's trip is only 149 wow. 149 prepaid through the website. We got 12 anglers on it right now and we are going we are going and like i mentioned last week every wednesday until further notice wednesday night departures 149 as well and it looks like this wednesday coming up is a go so 149 special on the el dorado but you you have to book through the website and that's longbeachsportfishing.com and then you click book online all right so um uh as far as weight size for this trip what what are we looking at do you know 8 to 12s, 8 to 12 ounce. Um, you know, it's always good to have a 16 just in case. We haven't had any bad current or anything that, that they've mentioned to me. So 8 to 12 ounce, number 2 up to maybe 2.0 or 3.0 hook, 25 to 40 pound test. Uh, if you guys like to fish the jigs, you know, fish the lingcod jigs or those larger hookup baits have been working really well. Um, big plastics, it just mm-hmm. depends on what you guys like to do. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty basic fishing, guys, fun fishing loading up yeah and in fact i'll I'll tell you this uh, for you guys that are going to come out um i would probably bring a regular monofilament line instead of fluorocarbon let me explain why i mean fluorocarbon has has been has benefited also abrasion resistance but if you're going to do a any type of a dropper loop type setup 
monofilament's a lot easier to work with, especially at 40 or even 50 pound test, okay, than fluorocarbon because fluorocarbon is a little bit stiff. It, it, it's kind of hard to make those loops sometimes, it, the old school dropper loop. It's a lot easier with regular monofilament. You're going so deep, it doesn't matter. They're not going to see it anyway. Um, a lot of glow in the dark stuff. You know, get some of that stuff going. Beads, uh, weights, whatever you can get glow in the dark, that helps a lot. Flat falls are really good down there. You just got to be careful with the flat falls that you don't get one of those hooks uh, stuck in a in a rock and lose your jig. But I mean, uh, all that stuff works. Um, you know what works really good too is the double hookup bait. Okay, and I'll use a four ounce and a three ounce in the double. Okay, and make them dance that way. So that that's always good. So anyway, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I know there's been some yellowtail uh, sprinkle here and there, and we're going to load up on that rockfish. In fact, uh, unfortunately, you know who's really, really upset that they can't make it is Ron. Rockfish Ron says he can't make that trip. I, you, you're devastated. I know you're devastated there, Ron. I am. I, I am so sorry. Yeah, he's devastated. Okay, so anyway, and this is a good time to bring out the heavier rods, guys. Also, you might want to bring reels that are bigger reels with bigger diameter spools. Makes it a lot easier to bring up these fish, okay? If you don't want to turn the handle on these little, um, you know, everyone likes to use the uh, Lexa 400 or the Komodo 400 series. Um, those are fine, but they got a very, very tiny spool. So you'll do like four or five turns for one turn on a, say, say a 600 size reel. That's a lot of turning on the handle, okay? Um, especially if you're going 300 feet down. Okay, so that, that's my two cents, Steve. I think El Dorado's running is going real well. The other boat that's doing very well is the Victory. Talk to me about the Victory. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been consistent. They're fishing local, loading up on the whitefish, rockfish, sheephead, and, and the shrimp tip goes the same on the victory too guys you guys uh if you guys are going in the victory bring yourself some shrimp um they're catching some nice sheephead locally as well and some news this week this week for now it's uh it's the last week of the 60 dollars special monday through friday so um might be your last chance to get on the victory for 60 dollars. we might extend it but i'm not sure but that's monday through friday for only 60 bucks uh if you prepay through the website um, other than that, they are online every day at 6 a.m. And like I've mentioned before, they do run light. You know, we do do need at least a little, you know, a little handful. We'll run. We don't we don't like to cancel the boat, but you know, we have to at least break even. But it's it's been good fishing, guys. It's been good fishing all around locally and overnight. So uh, if you want to come fishing with us, LongBeachSportFishing.com. Click the little book online uh, tab on the top there. Click the little green button next to the trip you'd like to fish. And if you have any problems or questions, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. And sorry you're not going to make your trip, Ron. Yeah, I have a... Um, uh, he's got a family my, matter. Yeah, my uh, brother passed away and uh, he's got a funeral. So yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that, brother. Sorry about that. So wait, that's life. And we're all good. Yeah, and thank so. you for everybody that's reaching out to me. All right, perfect. Okay, and... Um, yeah, so he won't have Ron, but uh, but he's gonna make a showing over a couple of days later. Yes, okay. and you know maybe I should ask. I may I tell Rick to go and go deep for you, make a couple <laughs> drops in some deep water for you. How's that? That's okay. perfect. All right, well listen, uh, folks, uh, you got the victory, you've got the Ara on, you've got the El Dorado. Anybody else you want to mention out of uh, Long Beach sport fishing? 
Yeah, we also have the Pacific Raider, Tubasco. We uh-huh. have the uh, Martiosa and the Dreamer, all six pack. Oh my pack God, I always forget those. Uh-huh. Yeah, all six pack boats ready to go. Um, if you guys want to charter the boat, just give me a call at five six two. Four three two eight nine nine three, and all of our boats are available for private charter guys. Yeah, and one thing I want to uh, remind everybody: if you get to the landing and for some reason you forgot something, they got an amazing, amazing tackle shop there, and it's it's not huge, but it's got everything you're going to need, which is the best thing. A lot of times you go to these tackle shops and you're looking at stuff, you go, "I'll never use that." What what he's got on the wall, what what's what's there and it's available is what you're going to need. So I applaud you for that, taking care of all the needs of fishermen. I pre- appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And I also like to mention uh, we do keep our prices, you know, we're, you know, fairly low. You know, we're not gouging people, so you don't really have to stop at the shop. Our prices are really, really great on everything. Competitive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, you know. We don't gouge people just because it's, you know, last-minute stuff. We, you know, we want people to to shop there and, you know, not spend an arm and a leg on tackle. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Anything else? No, that's it. Um, I'm going to be heading to work here pretty soon. Um, just once again, guys, 149 on the El Dorado tonight. It's going. San Nick weather permitting. And the weather looks pretty good right now. So oh, yeah. It looks really, guys- really good. Yeah, okay. you guys all have a good day, and you guys have a you guys have a good trip uh, Sunday night. Have fun, catch them. Probably be back in at midnight as usual after loading up, huh? Yeah, and I want to thank every <laughs> I want to thank everybody um, for uh, stopping, collaborating, and listening. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. <laughs> no, I love you. you. No, I'll see you. I'll see you Sunday night, Steve, and uh, <laughs> we'll go have a good time. All right. All right, brother. You guys, I uh, guess, have a great day. All right, you take care. All right, listen, I, I I can't believe I did that to poor Steve. You know that that was it was kind of fun though. <laughs> okay. Hey, Sergio, real quick. Yeah. Uh, we met, kind of missed it on the freshwater report, but uh, oh. uh, Lake Elsinore, Lake Elsinore, uh-huh. yesterday. Okay. We saw largemouth bass, black crappie, red ear sunfish, and bluegill. That's some awesome stuff, okay. Awesome stuff, and you're gonna see when we uh, show you this episode, okay? Um, amazing catfishing, amazing catfishing, uh, and they brought up everything except you didn't have a crop. You didn't weigh a Ron. You didn't weigh a crappie this year, did you? Uh, no. No, we did not. A wiper? Uh, no, we no. didn't. No. Okay, so everything was bass. Uh, it was all bass and catfish, and. Catfish. and, I, and um, um, there was a couple of carp. A couple of carp. Okay, right. yeah. So there was, there was, it was good. It was really good. And, and uh, I mean, there's one guy comes out and goes, oh, yeah, we caught 20, 20 some odd fish. Uh, you know, there was quite a, if you knew where to fish, that's the key. All right. <clears throat> so having said all this, let me bring it back. I want to talk about something really quick here because <clears throat> this is going to affect us really bad. And I'm talking about CARB, which is California Air Resource Board. Remember, they, um, they're expected to rule on the controversial harbor craft engine emissions regulations. Okay, however, a coalition of national and state organizations representing, watch this, sport fishing, boating, fishing tackle manufacturers, marine organizations, harbor authorities, and retailers, retailers are now rushing to the defense of California sport fishing and well watch boat owners because remember what the whole purpose here they want us to they want them to reduce their emissions but in order to do so it's going to force probably 80 to 90 percent of what we know as the 
fishing fleet up and down in California. So it's not just Southern California, go all the way up north. Um, take them, put them out of business. And the reason is they're either going to need to buy brand new boats or they're going to need modifications that simply most boats can't handle. Okay, they're heavier, they require more, more room. And, and the other thing is this, they're not even invented yet. Okay, so a lot of the, the, the stuff that they want have not been invented. And um, by CARB's own admission, if the regulations are adopted, boat owners that can't afford to construct and purchase new compliant vessels that can house the mandatory heavier diesel engines that we were talking about and equipment would be required to go out of business as early, guys, pay attention, as 2023, January 2023. So Ken Frankie, who's the um, SAC president, said, when California's 2 million anglers fish off one of the nation's longest coastlines, they buy fishing licenses that fund conservation and fishery programs that protect local habitat. Unfortunately, CARB did not evaluate the environmental and economic impact of regulations that will have a devastating impact on sport fishing and the ecotourism all along California's coast. So keep that in mind. Um, they're kind of hurting themselves because if there's no fishing, there's no licenses, there are no licenses, that money goes into the Department of Fish and Wildlife for programs and, and, and a lot of things that uh, are not going to be there. So. Um, you got to go to savefishing.com, sign the damn petition, send it in, and let's get this thing handled, okay? Because it's, it's coming up. Really, it's just weeks away from the, the, from the decision. All right, we're going to take a short break, come back. I want to talk about Rockfish Ron and his adventures rock fishing, and then we're going to talk about some surface as well, as well as some local fishing. All right, folks, Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Cam Fowler, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear, or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. 
perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Josh Manson, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back, folks. You're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And uh, I just I just saw Friends of Angler Chronicles. And there's a post. I just got in trouble. Steve Phelps says I'm getting a bottom bunk. Uh-oh. And, yeah, oh. and the, bunk, the bunk will be placed in the engine room, if not inside the bait. Right next to the new carb thing. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So uh, that's my two cents. Make sure you guys uh, go to savefishing.com and sign the petition. It's really important. Or if not, you can just kiss fishing goodbye as we know it. Okay. And um, once they start with the commercial boats, all the party boats, then they're going to come to the private boats. And that's going to be a problem. Okay. All right. So let me, let me, let me get to this. Um, two things I want to talk about. Well, we've got a little bit of time here. I want to talk rockfish, Ron. I want to talk about some of the techniques um, for fishing rockfish. We've got about two months left. It's a good time to start loading up and get that freezer ready, vacuum seal all these fish. And um, then we'll talk also some of the surface fishing we're going to do because it looks like the, tuna, the bluefin tuna are not going away. So that, Just like last year, you know, everybody thought, oh, this might be the year. This might be the year. And here we are heading out into next week, and, 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 it's gonna, and bluefin are still here. It's pretty amazing. I, I think I'm going to have a bluefin turkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, 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 let's start with this. So, um, Oliver, I'm going to cue you up here for a second. And um, here, here's the deal. So now let, let's talk rock fishing, Okay. You're going to be using probably, he said, 8 to 12 ounces of uh, weight. Okay, that is very important, guys. And we're probably going to go down, let's just say, 300 feet. So we're going to work that range there. Uh, You're going to want a stiffer rod. Okay, so Oliver, your recommended setup for rock fishing 300 feet with a, say, 8 to 12 pound weight. Uh, 8 to 12 ounce weight. I'm sorry. What what would be your take, Oliver? You definitely need something that's either, you know, a medium to an extra heavy. And since we all fish differently, uh, there's going to be those that want something very stiff. And there's going to be those that want to see a bend on that tip of that rod. In either case, as Ben always says, you want to make sure that rod loads. So you want to you wanna be using something that's a composite or a glass uh, if you're an old type and you like that kind of stuff. Um, and Medium to uh, extra heavy, uh, rated 20 to 50 uh, or 30 to 80. And, and then, you know, depending on what you want to do, uh, you can fish. And the top shot between 30 to 50. Uh, 50 will definitely make sure you don't get broken off when you get that big link out. Mm-hmm. And 30 will make it uh, more sporty, uh, right. with 40 sort of being down the middle of that. Very good. Very good. All right. So. Here, here's my recommendation. This is what I'm, I'm actually going to be doing. I will be bringing out my 800M, okay? And that's going to have a 500 narrow, an accurate 500 narrow. And you go, why narrow? Well, it's a lot easier when you're bringing all that line to put it in its place, all right? It's easier <laughs> with your thumb. Okay, and then on my heavy, and possibly an extra heavy, but more, more likely the 800 
H. Now, both of these would be the composites, okay? Um, the reason is, I'm telling you, even, even when you go deep like that, it's good to have a little bit of a cushion, a little bit of a shock absorber, okay? And it's easier to see the bend on that rod, okay? So the 800M uh, with a 500 narrow, and I'm going to put the 800H, the heavy, you said it's rated 30 to 80, right, or 30 to 60? The H. Have a heavy 30 to 60. 30 to 60 on the H with my 600 narrow, okay? Both of them will have 65-pound test, and then it just depends what I'll use as a leader, okay? But it'll probably be 30 or 40 pounds. I, I, I'm not fearful with rockfish. I'll, I'll throw 60 down there as well, okay, as a leader. And, you know, I, I fish them a little bit different. This is why I want a composite. Um, I, a lot of times you'll see me, and I only use one hook, and I use a reverse dropper loop, okay? Not a super mm -hmm. long reverse dropper, but I'll use a dropper loop, a reverse one, because I want to be close to that rock. I want to be close to a possible link cod. That's what I'm fishing for. And, you know, I'll get reds. I'll get everything else as well. But it, it gets you a, chances are that you're going to get a link cod a lot easier if you're close to those rocks. Now... A lingcod's going to fight you the entire 300 feet up the water column. A rockfish isn't. Mm -hmm. A rockfish, you know, he'll, he'll fight you maybe half the way, mm -hmm. one-third of the way. Then his eyes pop out, his mouth opens up, and all you're really fighting is the um, uh, is all that water going through its mouth. You know, it, it, it's, it's just, what do you call that, resistance, okay? <coughs> That, that's basically what you're doing. Once in a while, a head shake, but that's it. But a link is going to hurt you. And you're going to need that sensitivity in the, in the, in the tip to know when he's shaking his head. Uh, because it is 300 feet. It's a long way, a lot of possibility to make mistakes. So you want to use everything to your advantage. If you keep a nice bend, it's good. Now, there's a place for graphite rods. I love graphite rods. But I don't know that I would use them for rockfish. But that's just me. Everybody has different style. Right uh, at 300 feet for sure. Yeah, yeah, 300 feet is not something that I would recommend. So Shallow water is a whole different story, right? Correct. That is. Anywhere between 80 to 150, you use that bass right, you throw a plastic on it, you know, whether it's a hookup bait or uh, less than plastic, you know, two, three ounces. Uh, mm -hmm. That's fun. Um, catching red snapper like that is super fun. Yeah, and also can or remember. Chuckle hits up there. Yeah, remember, even most bass reels will hold 300 yards of whatever you put in there. 300 yards is 900 feet of line. <laughs> okay, feet. don't forget yep. that. So if you're going 300 feet, you'll reach the bottom. Okay. Yes, there'll be a drift. Yes, there'll be this and that. There will be an angle. Yes, but it's you got 900 feet of line, so you can do it. I've done it on my bass rod. I don't recommend it. Turning the handle on that little tiny thing is like takes forever. Hmm. Um, the other thing I like is instead of using the bass rod, is um, you know you can actually put the rod on the rail. I always say the rail is your friend. You just put the rod in the rail. You let the bend do its the tip do its work, and you just turn the handle. Okay, just turn the handle. That's all you got to do. It's really easy. So that that that's on that. And then we have the other trip, Ron. I'll let you talk about that one. Uh, we're going on the Ocean Odyssey. We, we're going to need a, a whole series. Uh, Rick mentioned, Oliver, that he, he likes us to bring anywhere between a 30 to 40 pounder rod, 
uh, uh, what, 40 to 60 and a 60 to 80 or 80 to 100. So why don't you and Ron figure out what rods? I take all my 800s all the way through, and then I'll take the, um, what is it, 7-foot, the uh, uh, extra heavy. Um, I, I don't know. I, I the, the, the 800 to me, the, I have an extra heavy one. It, it seems to handle just about everything, you know, unless you're getting into those real, real big ones. Yeah. Okay, um, so let, let's talk about them. He says, we have Oliver. You're right. Right. The longer the rod, the more you're going to pay the price. Exactly. Okay, the longer the rod, the further you're going to throw <clears> out your bait. Now, based on what we're doing, where you're going to just simply cast probably a sardine, you can pretty much cast a sardine on a 7, not as good as an 800, but definitely don't want to bring a 900. I, and <laughs> I know I know you like those Oliver, those 9-footers, 10-footers. Ah. That's only for... That's only for catching a jig. That's only yeah. for the jig. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but um, on an 87-footer. The 7-footer is perfect for the big ones. Actually, I think 760. 760 really? is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, because it's 7.5. Yeah. Okay. I, I like so, that extra 6 inches. Okay. When we first started this, if you guys recall, uh, and Sergio, you have a few of these. We were making our heavy and extra heavy all the way to the triple X. Right. Uh, we were making them in seven foot because mm-hmm. that is what the industry's been used to over the last four decades, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were all taught to take a seven foot when we were out tuna fishing, right? Um, and what happened was this: as these fish got bigger, we started getting calls from the captain telling us that. We really need to make these rods at seven, six to eight. Uh, obviously, the regular angler, uh, weekend warrior, is not going to go fish these big bluefin on an eight-foot rod. Right. That you know, captains, deckhands, and the guys that are out there every weekend who happen to be young. Um, something we lack nowadays, right? So, so you know, uh-huh. talking to the captains, they said, "Can you go seven, six? And I said, why, what's the difference with those extra six inches? And they said, well, you know, those extra six inches being extended on that bottom of that rod puts that rod out a little further out, and that allows us to be able to fish uh, these tuna without being concerned when the tuna takes a dive under the boat. It gives us more time to react, and it keeps the fish away from the boat because we're losing a lot of fish at the boat uh, because of the shorter rod. And so, yes, a longer rod is typically more taxing on you up until you use that rail. Right. When you put that rod on that rail, now you're just using it as leverage, right? It's a lever. It's, you know, um, give and take. So fish runs, you put it on the rail. Fish stops, you start winding on the rail. Um, use that, you know, motion of the ocean when that boat, the swell exactly. comes up. Exactly. And as it's going down, start winding down. So seven six happen to be like the perfect length, and that's why, Sergio, you notice all of our offshore rods for tuna are seven six. Yeah. Our extra heavy forty to eighty, all the way to the triple X sixty to one thirty. Now, you know why do we make these three rods extra heavy forty to eighty double X fifty to one hundred triple X sixty to one thirty. Right. Um, so, so that you can fish a different language, right? Uh, you could use that extra heavy, with, you know, with 50 to 60, the double X, 60 to 80, 
triple X, 80 to 100, you could even push it to 150 if you know how to use the right property. I mean, right. don't be high kicking, don't go past that 45 degree angle. Uh, and we've killed some big fish. Uh, Marla's fishing down in Puerto Vallarta, they got a 360 pound yellowfin on the extra heavy, which is only 40 to 80. Mm -hmm. So these rocks will really put the wood to the fish. Um, if I'm going on a, you know, two and a half day like this, and, and I know there's big fish, um, besides, you know, being able to carry all these rods, I would just make sure that I bring a rod that I can fish it on the lower end and the higher end of the rating. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, I, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, uh, that everything that's going to be happening on the ocean odyssey, uh, if he goes bluefin will be either on the M or the H. Right. If you went, if you went the extra heavy, you might lose some of the action. Uh, the age can can handle an 80 to 100 pound fish no problem I've done it hey Oliver I, I want you since you make the rods and stuff like that to tell the listeners about when they use the rail how do you lay it on the raw rail how do you lay the sure. rod on the rail and uh, where, so where at everything is dictated by where the fish is at right typically you hook a big fish that fish is going to scope out and so what you want to do at that point is you want to you know raise that tip towards, towards the sky um, the 45 degree angle that we always talk about, you, you know, people understand. Hey, Oliver, I, I don't know if you can hear that. I, I got music, so we'll we'll come back right. and we'll finish answering that question. We'll take that. We'll save that for after the break. Okay, and I just want to say, okay, oh well, yeah, hold on. I just want a huge shout out to Orchid from Baja Fishing Convoy. She's down in Gonzaga Bay right now, listening, and she tells me to tell you, Oliver, that she caught a hammerhead on her mermaid rod okay obviously it was released okay. yeah it was released. all right everybody hang on tight ducks radio am 830 kla angler chronicles will be right back Hi, this is Josh Manson, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California just south of the 405 freeway michael's sports pub and grill don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits with their patented design the original hookup baits are built in the usa using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks after years of research and development the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite whether it's in salt water or fresh water jigging or trolling go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today remember don't blink on the sink and practice catch photograph and release I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio AM 830 KLAA.
Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And uh, guys, I'm getting a lot of questions, Oliver. So, Oliver, got another question. I want you after you. I want you to first continue what you were saying, and then I need you to answer the question. You know, what rod would you use for yo-yo? Okay, for like yellowtail deep deep yo-yo, which is your favorite. So let's go ahead and finish Ron's question about where would you place the rod on the rail? Sure. So uh, that's, again, dictated by where the fish is at, whether it's scoping out or whether it's up and down already. Uh, at the end of the day, the 45-degree angle refers to the position of that fish and the line to the blank. So you always want to have that uh, square, if you will, uh, where the rod is at a 45-degree angle from that line. Um, and that way, uh, or a 90-degree angle from that line, and that way you are using the power of that rod, which is found towards the back of the rod where the wheel sits. Yeah, that, um, that's what I was after. you, you got to think of, so, you know, this is a little bit of physics, right? and without getting too technical, Sergio, you got to think of that rod as you think of your arm, right? You use your fingers to do the fine little thing. You don't use, that's not where your strength is at. The strength is on your shoulder your bicep. That's the rod. You know, that shoulder is basically where the real fit. And the bicep is right, you know, up to the first, second guide from from the real. That's where the power is, and that's what you want to use. You, you want to make sure that you're using that to kill the fish. That means that the rest of the rod needs to be bent mm-hmm. down towards the fish. Uh, and so, if a fish scopes out, you know, can you still use a rail? Absolutely. You just have to get on one knee uh, and put that foregrip uh, on the rail to where, uh, you know, you're just using that rail as fulcrum, right? right. That's your, your pivot point. Uh, when the fish is up and down, you put that that uh, foregrip on the rail. Again, use it as your fulcrum, as your power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just use the motion of, of the boat to your advantage. Yeah, and, and, and the whole a lot of heavy lifting yourself. Correct. That's the whole point. The point is to uh, give you the advantage over exactly. the fish, so you can land that fish. So, so let so basically, what I'm saying is, right now we're going to chance. It's a lever. To, yeah, it's a lever. So we're trying to give you the best odds of catching fish. So, bottom line is, uh, we're going to go out there and catch some white meat. In other words, uh, some vermilion, some uh, some rockfish. Okay, maybe a lingcod. Uh, and then uh, we'll turn over to some red meat, which is bluefin, yellowfin, yellowtail. And then grab all those fillets and come over to Tony's house because Tony's been dipping on the lobster. <laughs> the lobster. I, the I, lobster. I, I, I've been watching this. you got some videos out. Uh, Bidon's got some products for lobster fishing. So real, real quick. To, I mean, quick, Tony. We're almost done with the show. Mm-hmm. Give me some, uh, you went out this week. Yeah, well, we went out this week on uh, and uh, on a private charter. We did some lobstering out of Long Beach Harbor, which was incredible. And uh, just kind of getting geared up. We have a big tournament coming up, and it's called King of the Harbor 3. It's a lobster-only tournament in Long Beach. It's uh, November 20th, and so that'll be uh, that'll be a pretty big event. So just kind of filling out the waters Who's in Long Beach. Uh, that'll be done by so- Slade A. SoCal. Um. And... Oh, you want to come judge it? Well, I want to judge it, and, and I, have to, I mean, you have to pay me in lobsters. Sure, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not? I take the top three. Right, top. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. So, so uh, yeah. One last thing on that on that uh, rod. 
Yeah. Make sure you're, you're using the foregrip. Uh, people make the mistake of putting the blank on, on the rail. Never, 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 never. Never, That's never what... do that because what you're doing is you're bruising, literally yes. you're bruising the fibers. I was getting... Like giving your elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was just getting ready to say that because I saw somebody doing that. Don't put the blank on the rail. Ever right. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Never and, put the blank. and the last question you had, a rod for yo-yo. Either go with the medium if you're going to do 40, go with the heavy if you're going to use 50, or go with the extra heavy if you're going to use 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we all fish differently, and that's why we have all these yeah. different rods. On the yo-yo, on a yo-yo type setup, I do this a lot at Cedros. My favorite is the medium with a narrowed mm-hmm. type reel, like five... The accurate 500 narrow is great. If you like Shimano, you can use a 16, the Trinidad 16 narrow. That's pretty good. Anything that's narrow, so it's easier because you're yoing up and down. Although I will tell you, I just ordered one of those Daiwa Tenacons and the electric reels, and they actually yo-yo for you. <laughs> so I think I'll be doing some of that here in the near future. Yet uh, Danny got me all hooked up on that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, never, never, ever put the blank actually on the rail. Okay. I also want to mention um, before we, we we have to go, I want to do a little wrap up of um, Fishbone Friday. Okay. We just had a great great uh, get together for everybody, so that you know, Fishbones is a restaurant. It's in Costa Mesa, and the first Friday of every month, we're just trying to get together. It's, it's not a lot of us. It's just enough of us. Okay, I would say, I think last time we were there, we had 14 people get together. It was fantastic. The, the food is very good. The company's even better. Okay, so um, really implore everybody, come on out and hang out with us. I was um, very pleased to hang out with somebody who I looked up to. People don't realize, but I used to surf when I was in, um, in high school. And... Um, Got to have lunch there at Fishbones with David Nuhia. Okay, you call it Nuhia? It's David Nueva. Nueva. Okay, well, Nuhia. I actually do the the Hawaiian version, but it's okay. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, locally he used to make surfboards. Okay, Ron, you said you bought a surfboard. I have one. You still have it? Yes. Okay, so got a chance to sit down with him, and then we had another guy come up from Hawaii, and he was playing the ukulele. Okay, whose phone is buzzing? I just turned it down, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was that, that. was really cool. I want to thank everybody that was out there, and uh, looking forward to uh, having some fun. Whoever's buzzing Tony's phone, stop it. Okay? All oh, right. Yeah. Stop. All right, Oliver. Um, looking forward to uh, hanging out with you real soon. Okay, we've got to get out on the water. I want to try some of those inshore rods with you. Okay, um, I, I got to tell you. Yeah, I've, been, I've been waiting for this. It's past season. Yeah, in fact, um, Andrew and I went out on Thursday, and I had busted off all my rods. We were coming in, and the only rod I had left, guess what, was the XL. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and my little noodle. And um, I was using 10-pound test with a little 200-size um, bait caster. And, and, I got a, and I got a big halibut. And uh, I'll let Andrew. Andrew, the action on that rod was amazing, wasn't it? 
Well, I mean, you you described it perfectly earlier. As you said, it was bent like a U. <laughs> I mean, that that was a big fish. The ten pound test, I couldn't believe it held up that much. But just the power of that little bass rod. I mean, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to see. Yeah, you do have to use finesse with a. Well, probably you won't be fishing fish as big as this one. It was not intentional, but um, it was a probably my guess based on experience, at least above fifteen pounds on a halibut. That's probably and I know. Dang, it was, you said I, it without weighing it. <laughs> well, I know, I know, but based on the, I mean, think about it. The you, action. You, the yeah, based on the action of the yeah, rod and the fish big. I've caught on that rod already. And yeah. for that to be depth, a U-shaped, no, I mean it, bend. it was a perfect. You know, it, it's a perfect bend. It's what you mm-hmm. imagine. You know, if you if you had to make a little drawing, or how, that's exactly how it was. And I, and I remember saying, Andrew, Andrew, look at this bend. Look at mm. this because I'm fascinated by this rod. Um, people, yeah. I, I have fished this rod in 120 feet of water, which I shouldn't have done. Okay, mm-hmm. but I do it anyway. Don't do what I do. Do what I do. What Oliver says. <laughs> anyway, well, you listen, like to test the limits of the rods, and yeah, and, uh, and you know what? And that's why I'm so fascinated right. with uh, with fishing syndicate. All right, we got less than a minute here to go. So um, uh, let me just say this: Thank you, Oliver, for joining us this morning. Thank you for giving us the tips on rockfish. Because in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, um, everything's going to change. Okay, uh, we're going to. Hey, hey, Sergio. Yeah. Mike, Mike Luce just sent me a message. He says, uh, I need to make you a 900X or heavy for Yo-Yo Yellowtail. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> 900? Uh, yeah. Like I said, like I said, Captain Kendrick, 900X or heavy. Yeah, and, and you know, Bye, I, Mike. If, if you're my height, you don't want a 9-footer. If you're, you know, super tall like a Tony here, um, yeah, it's not a problem using a 9-footer. I mean, that has a lot to do with you, too. Okay. All right, listen. It's time to go. Love you guys. Andrew, you're still six feet under the totem pole. <laughs> Just keep your arms raised and keep it holding it up. All right, everybody, do me a favor. Go have some fun. Go fishing. And above all, be kind to one another. All right? We'll see you next week. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles.